Um, I was thinking about webs this spring, kind of an ad thought, I guess, when you think about it. Um, this subject's been kind of mulling around in my brain all summer. Um, not really something that a lot of us want to think about, especially if you're a housewife and you're thinking about cobwebs. I, I made this cobweb similarity. It's big so that y'all can see it. Um, hopefully they don't get this big in your house. These, these things appear out of nowhere along our walls from our corners, and they just kind of show up. And we don't notice them until we really start cleaning. And I just, ooh, just don't like them. But they showed up, and then I started thinking about spider webs. And we have got a few pictures of spider webs up here on our board. And if you really look at spider webs, how great they are. They're so intricate, and they're pretty. And they're very, very effective at catching their prey. Spider webs are made to catch food for the spider. And I suppose that the, the spiders sit on them. They're maybe their home. But if you look at them, how they start out in the center, they're nice and small, and then they span out. And when the dew's on them, they're really, really pretty. But different kinds of spiders make different kinds of webs. And, but they all serve the same purpose. They catch the prey. So they're, they're interesting. Not liking spiders, yeah, I don't like to dwell on them, but they, they, they do their job. And they're strong. They can sustain pretty heavy-duty winds. But anyway, then there's the World Wide Web. The World Wide Web is a scary place for some people. These things can take you across the world. They, you know, you push the keys and you can get all kinds of information. Or you can paralyze a national world company. Or with the click of a mouse, you can really frustrate the average person like me. So they're pretty amazing pieces of equipment. But the most important web there is, is God's web. And it's right here in this little book. And if we let him, God can get us into this web. And this is where all the information we need is. Right here in God's web, the Bible. And it's not sticky at all. Doesn't God's web sound so much more appealing than any of the other webs that there are? The cobwebs serve no purpose. The spider webs, yeah, they serve the spider's purpose, but not really anybody else's. I don't, uh, I don't know why they appear, these other webs, but I know why God's web's here. It's to surround us with love. We have to work hard 
not to let cobwebs sneak into our daily lives and take the place of the hard-working, powerful web of Jesus Christ. When I was on my prednisone high this spring, I was zipping around like crazy. When I wasn't doing something, I was thinking about what I could do next. Randy wondered when my brain was going to shut off. He asked me once to just turn it off. But I noticed everything. I noticed those cobwebs. And if I couldn't get to them, I was just thinking about when I could get to them next. And I, I started thinking about my, my Christian faith, too. And I wondered if I had let cobwebs slip into my faith. Had I just gotten too tired to do the hard work that it takes to be a Christian? And I, I just didn't like that thought. I, I just couldn't understand how that could happen. I was still coming to church, but I didn't have the energy to put into it. I wondered if I'd gotten lazy. How hard can it be? How hard can it be to be a Christian? Was I just lazy? Tired, busy. We all get busy. That's not an excuse. Jesus made it clear to his followers that there is no shortcuts that avoids the hard choice of surrendering our lives. He warned a prospective disciple, no one who puts a hand on a plow that looks back is a fit service in the kingdom of God. In Luke 9.62, to follow Christ requires a radical altering of our loyalties. He wants total dedication. Christ requires a radical altering of our loyalties. When we turn our faith to Jesus Christ, the work is just begun. But it is so worth it, for he has told us, that no one who sacrifices for me in the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in the present. Amen to that. Now, we've gone to more baseball games than I care to count this summer. Grandkids playing across the board. Baseball's not one of my favorite sports, and I don't hesitate to say that. But those were during the week, so we were busy during the week. And then, thanks to my children wanting to spend extra time with each other because our son was deployed and my daughter lives out of state, we've had something going on nearly every weekend, especially in July. And it was great. I love that our kids wanted to be together. It, it just warms my heart. And then we had extra things going on, too. So, even though I enjoyed it immensely as, as we were all together, I tend to get myself all riled up. I want the flowers to look perfect. I want the house to be clean. I want there to be plenty of food and extra food. And it just really stretched my party animal lifestyle. I know some of you all like to be on the go all the time, but yeah, I'm just not one of those people. I love having people around, and it's just, you know, a great feeling to see people having a good time. That makes me feel good, but I do. I get myself stressed out. 
and I get myself all riled up, and I worry about the weather, you know, especially with outside events. And I pray, and I pray, and I pray to God for the weather to be good. And I want everything to be perfect. Now, I know there's a reference to Martha and Mary in the Bible. I'm pretty sure I mentioned them the last time I talked up here. I probably need to start listening a little bit more to myself. But as I say, I get all carried away with cleaning and the organizing, and I even cleaned out our closet. I was in there for something, and the next thing I knew, I was throwing things out and emptying hangers and boxes, and it had absolutely nothing to do with what we were doing outside and in the main house. Randy came in to ask me a question, and he was like, what are you doing in the closet? There's just no reason to be cleaning this when there's so many other things on your list. But I got distracted, and the next thing I knew, I had space and hangers to spare. It was awesome. I felt good about it. But then I had all this other stuff to do. But that's just how I work. But my closet cleaning project did give me a new perspective when I was reading 1 Peter 2.1. It says, rid yourself of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. To me, this message really is clean house. Make a clean sweep. It's really about kind of getting the cobwebs that are sneaking up in our lives out of there. They get in our minds and our souls, too. It's after a joyful confession of their lives in Christ that Peter urges the followers to throw away all destructive habits. When our walk with the Lord feels cluttered and our lives and our love for others feels strained, that this shouldn't question us. This shouldn't cause us to question our salvation. We don't change our lives to be saved, but because we are. Now, I've done this all my life. I remember as a child, if I got anxious or angry, I would clean. When I clean, I think. And when I think, it clears out all that stuff that's just mashed up in my brain. And so it turns into a spiritual and mind cleansing. Some people meditate exercise, run, listen to music. I used to be a white tornado, but I can't do that anymore. But it still works for me. When I clean and get rid of all that clutter, that physical clutter, it helps me mentally. So I guess it's whatever works for you. If you can clean things out, you can get that stuff out of your mind, God will get in. If we stay focused on God and don't take shortcuts, we can keep our eyes on the big picture and in the age to come, eternal life. Mark 10, 29-30 tells us the work of following Christ is difficult, but he's given us spirit. The reward is full, joyful life now and forevermore. The web is everywhere. Do you want to stick with flimsy cobwebs? Have you ever really looked at the spider web? It's beautiful, and it can be very strong and effective. But God's web is even better. There's the world wide web. It's everywhere. 
if you've got a phone or a computer, you can have a message sent to you. Hopefully, you can incorporate God's messages, Bible verses. They can be sent to you with just a click, but you have to take the time to pause and read them. You have to take the time to go to your Bible and study those verses. They're there for a reason. They're there because we need them. The cobwebs are weak and flowy, and they have no purpose, but they can really mess us up. In Philippians 3, Paul teaches us that we must never take our minds off the goal of knowing Christ and to be more like Christ. The goal took all of Paul's energies. We should not let anything take our eyes off the goal of knowing Christ. If we work hard to get rid of those flowy, tiny cobwebs in our lives and pursue God's web, we will have a good grip on our faith. We will be locked into God's web in a good way. He has promised us a safety net. It's strong. It's stronger than any of the other webs. If you've ever watched somebody walk into a cobweb, they turn into a ninja warrior. They're flying around and jumping and just doing all kinds of crazy things to get rid of that little tiny web that they can't see. It's pretty funny to watch. We need to turn into ninja warriors for God. So what's your plan to stay out of those flimsy cobwebs that make you a good part of God's web? How do you stay fresh in your faith and don't get complacent in daily living with those little cobwebs sneaking in? Just coming to church every week may not be enough. Even a morning or evening devotional might not quite cut it in our daily lives. There's so many distractions out there trying to tear at God's web. We have to be diligent servants of God. This may mean cleaning out a closet or two just to make room. The Sunday school class and small group classes are hurting for participants and leaders. Leaders and members of our committees are almost impossible to find but we all have a vested opportunity to serve the Lord in a loving, goal-oriented way. God loves every effort we make to serve him and to serve each other in even the smallest of way. By participating in the church events and services, we gain wonderful friendships, support, new knowledge, and time well spent with God-loving people that builds a huge web all around each other that hopefully will catch others that aren't as lucky as we are that already know the wonderful web of God. We know that Paul was exhausted by his teachings. Martha was angry with her sister Mary because she felt that she was doing all of the preparations. It's no different in today's world. The load cannot be lifted by only a select few. Each and every one of us must take a small part in letting everyone know that God is king and he is the only way to heaven and it takes us all to work together. The work starts here, right here in our church. Everybody needs to take a part in everything we do right here. And it's not just on Sunday. Please pray with me. 
Dear God, please help each and every one of us find a way to serve you right now. Give us guidance to work for you with a joyful heart to ignite your love as we reach out to the world. Amen. We have the ushers. Loving God, we humbly and thankfully give back to you what is yours and ask you to show us how to be good stewards with the gifts so that we can guide people into a growing relationship with your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.